Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Mama, please don't worry about me. Mama, Bobby, let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. All right, and that is Tiesto, the business, bringing us in here to the Domcast uh, Friday, December the 4th. Talking week 12 and week 13, big stuff this week. Um, right off the top, i got to be honest with you, uh, wasn't going to do this. Um, big loss last week, actually two in a row for me. Um, it wasn't that I didn't want to do it because I like to do it. It was I didn't want to do it because I was going with the radio silent, silent assassin type heading into this week 13 rivalry week. Um, didn't want to tip my hand on anything I thought or, you know, maybe incidentally give somebody advice um, or, you know, show my hand on what I might do. But uh, when the commissioner puts you on the spot and says there's a lot to talk about and you should talk about it, uh, I'm going to do just that. So. Uh, I've gone as far as to actually pull up all the uh, stuff on my computer, so I won't be doing it strictly uh, going back and forth on my phone. Uh, lots to talk about here. Like I said, week 12 recap, week 13, uh, rivalry week, playoff scenarios. It is a uh, – this is as important of a fantasy matchup as I've ever had. Um after, you know, not really winning anything last year, I believe I was an early exit in the playoffs. Uh, but here we are. I've got a shot to get in. Let's talk standings to, you know, right off the jump here. Uh, Stacy locked in as a playoff team. Jeff locked in as a playoff team. Chris Barr, the superstar, locked in as a playoff team. All three of those teams, eight and four. Um, they've all got an opportunity to have the regular season first place uh, as Barr went on a little bit of a four-game streak before he's ripped off three more in a row. Um, Ethan, the Fly Miami bro, is also locked in a playoff spot. That means there's two spots open um, and three viable contenders for those spots. Those three spots, uh, DJ currently in fifth place. Um, he's got 1,631.38 points. Trust me, that's going to matter. Heath is in sixth place, that last spot. He's got 1,601.76, and I'm in seventh place. I'm a game back after two straight losses, um, and I've got 1,612 points. Um, that is going to matter because, as you can see, I'm ahead of Heath in points. He's got a game on me. I'm behind DJ uh, by just under 20 points. Which means, uh, which we'll get into that in a minute as far as uh, next week's match or this week. Here we got two days till they start. Um, but that's going to matter big time. So four teams locked in. Uh, let's go to week 12 and clean up shop there. Uh, in my matchup, Barr got me 134 to 106. Um, he had Will Fuller, uh, that PED using son of a bitch. 
Um, and that was uh, the difference. I mean, obviously you can't blame, uh, I don't want to say blame. You can't say that just because he played him or had he played somebody else, obviously he still would have won. Uh, my team underperformed Kyler Murray with his clear and obvious worst game of the season, 7.9 points. Uh, no Julio Jones due to the injury. Um, a bad game from who I thought was maybe a plug-and-play. Brian Hill, 5.5 uh, points, was clearly not the lead back, had 55 rushing yards, no catches, no touchdowns. I honestly thought a touchdown would have to, you know, for him to make his day it was going to be a touchdown, but I thought against – uh, the Raiders, a bad run defense. I thought maybe they would get down inside. And they put the work to them, you know, 43-6. to six, It just wasn't Brian Hill. Uh, weird game that was. Um, Claypool just the other day had a decent little game. Dalvin Cook was one of his worst games of the year. Left banged up. Um, they, they squeaked out a win, but it was a higher scoring game. Justin Jefferson, you know, obviously he was good in that same game. Michael Pittman against Tennessee especially in a game that they were down and needed to come back. I thought it was an advantageous matchup. Um, and with Julio out, I had to, you know, go with somebody else. So I went with Pittman uh, over T Higgins. Um, we either in that spot or in the flex, which T Higgins had 15 points. Um, but that was a touchdown late in the game. T Higgins playing with Brandon Allen doesn't light my fire right now. Uh, Seattle Seahawks was a good defensive stream for the week. And actually I, as you can see, they have a great defensive schedule, uh, the remainder. So hopefully I'll be able to uh, take that to my advantage. Really, uh, the bulk of this falls on Kyler Murray. Uh, I expect more than 7.9 points out of him. Barr only got 15.48 out of Josh Allen. Um, you you kind of expect more out of him as well. But uh, the Chargers kind of that, – that was a weird game too in real life. Um, so you can't really fault Josh Allen. He, he did score a touchdown uh, on the ground and threw one as well. Only 157 passing yards. DeAndre Hopkins, kind of a eh, game, 10.5. Will Fuller, that big game, 36. Chris Godwin caught a touchdown, had nine, uh, 97 yards on eight catches. Good game for him. Zeke, just absolutely terrible. 32 yards, lost a fumble, had a catch for no yards. Here, here's the, bre- the backbreaker of it all, honestly. James White had 18 yards, but 14.7 points. James freaking White had two rushing touchdowns inside the four-yard line. James White, the passing down back for the Patriots. James White standing beside Cam freaking Newton, and he's he's getting the rushing touchdowns. Incredible. Uh, just not – when I saw Todd Gurley out, that's when I grabbed Brian Hill, thought I'd beat Bart of the punch, take the backup. That failed me uh, because, realistically, I believe Edo Smith played more snaps. Uh, and then Barr took James White off his bench, and he goes for two touchdowns. Like, you could not predict a, uh, a worse script for me, especially when the Colts' defense, who's been very good, had minus three points. Uh, Devontae Parker, also a beastly of the game in a 20-3 win over the Jets. Barr uh, officially clinched a playoff spot with that. He also is, uh, like I said, could possibly end up in first place. Um, actually, I don't believe he... It's going to take a lot for Barr, and I'll get to that in a minute um, as we uh, as we move on here to the next matchup. Uh, the next matchup we're going to talk about is, well, maybe, computer failure. Oh, no. There we go. The next matchup we're going to talk about is Brovi versus How Do You Like Me Now in a battle of, uh, well, it didn't matter um, at all last week. It, it did complete Evans' meltdown and knocked him out of playoff contention. 
Brovi, uh, as expected back um, a few weeks ago, he was going to continue to battle, and nothing makes the man happier than just you know raining on someone's parade. Deshaun Watson started that out on Thanksgiving with a big 33.12. Uh, Lockett was mediocre. Tyler Boyd was mediocre. Corey Davis was mediocre. Uh, Aaron Jones was mediocre. James Robinson, big game James Robinson. All he does is produce fantasy points, 26.9. Obviously, going forward, Broby's going to be playing for the first draft pick next year. James Robinson, a guy that we didn't even know existed uh, six months ago, heck, maybe even four months ago before the season started, um, is is Brian's best player right now. He does have a tough stretch coming up uh, against tougher defenses. He's got another decent matchup this week with uh, Minnesota, um, but after that it gets a little tougher. TJ Hawkinson with a great game, 89 yards, had a 40-yard catch. Good game for TJ Hawkinson. Juju with a nice game, had a touchdown um, for Pittsburgh on everybody's favorite Wednesday afternoon football. Um, I don't think we'll be seeing much of that ever again. That game was pathetic, uh, but it was uh, it was different, and I was excited to have it. Um, unfortunately, the Steelers played below their competition, uh, still able to pull out a victory. Trace, uh, touchdown Trace McSorley. Uh, he ruined a lot of people's afternoons that had the Steelers minus 10 or minus 10.5. Uh, but back to this, Brian had Jason Sanders get 12 and the uh, Rams defense with 15. So those two uh, gave him a little boost. Actually, the bottom half from James Robinson down – on Brian's uh, roster, all over produced their uh, projections by a pretty handy. <laughs> Here we are with the handy, <laughs> a pretty sizable amount. Um, on Evan's side, Tannehill was all right. Michael Thomas was playing with Taysom Hill. That's you'll hear more about that here shortly. Calvin Ridley with a good game, six catches, a touchdown, 50, 50 yards. An okay game, really. The touchdown helped a lot. Um, but without Julio, you'd think his numbers would be bigger. C.D. Lamb, eh, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is the biggest mystery in fantasy football and maybe real-life football. The Eagles just don't know what they're doing. Mostert made his uh, triumphant return with a touchdown, only 43 yards, um, but and I think he had a fumble. He didn't doesn't say fumble loss. I think he fumbled. They must have got it back, but um, that was a close game. They've got, they're getting their backs back. Uh, Wilson was back as well. Tevin Coleman's probably coming back soon. I think Mostert's the guy you want to play in fantasy, but uh, you never know what you're going to get from him. Kelsey, tight end one uh, every single week, pretty much. Darius Slayton with a goose egg. Um, Did he he, he even play? He had no targets? That's weird. Matt Prater with five points in the Green Bay defense with a solid uh, 15-point outing. That drops Evan down to ninth place. Brovy climbs to eighth place. Uh, This was a top battle here as Ethan took on Jeff, the Fly Miami Bro 22 versus Evan's team. And these two, this was a slugfest. Final score of 188.54 to 177.10. Ethan outdid his projection by approximately 35 points. Jeff outdid his projection by approximately 37 points. Um, Decent games out of their quarterbacks, but not what you expect. Not when you're going to hit that high number. 16.4 out of Herbert, 14.4 out of Russell Wilson. Now the big guns come shooting. Devontae Adams, 18.1. Robert Woods is 15.8. Here we go. This is it right here. Tyreek Hill, 62.9 points. Incredible. Kareem Hunt with only 6.2. Josh Jacobs with only 5.4. Dallas Goddard, a huge night, 20.5. Amari Cooper, a great game with 24.2. Greg Zerline with 10. And the Giants defense with a solid 9 points. 
Um, for Jeff, Robbie Anderson, great game, 20 points. DK Metcalf, phenomenal game. He beat the shit out of Darius Slay, a matchup that I didn't think or see coming. I thought Slay would hold him in check and that um, Tyler Lockett would have a good game. DK Metcalf just sunned him. And uh, if you didn't see the quote uh, or the conversation that happened, Jim Schwartz, who's the Eagles defensive coordinator, uh, former Detroit Lions coach, and I'm assuming most of you probably saw this, he said something along the lines of, uh, you know, I, I was with Calvin in Detroit, and, you know, you're really good, but you're not Megatron yet. And uh, DK Metcalf's response whenever he was asked about it was, that made me mad. Um, that's that's great. Uh, DK Metcalf is not Megatron. You're absolutely right. He's DK fucking Metcalf, and he's going to be one of the best receivers in football for a long time. Um, he's playing with Russell Wilson, so he's, he's not going to worry about I mean, Look at the guys that Calvin Johnson. I mean, he did play with Matt Stafford, I guess, for the majority of his career. Uh, but there was other guys there before um, Matt Stafford, I believe. I could have. I could be wrong on that. Uh, Sterling Shepard was all right. Derrick Henry was a beast. Three touchdowns. I believe they all occurred in the first half. Great game for Derrick Henry. Uh, Wayne Gallman. Uh, good game by Wayne Gallman in that win over the Bengals. Jimmy Graham was all right for a tight end. Mike Evans had two touchdowns. Uh, with a solid t- 50 yards, three catches, two touchdowns. Incredible uh, line by Mike Evans. Will Lutz, obviously solid. And the Bengals defense, a good little play by Jeff, plugging the Bengals defense in there. Uh, but Jeff, a little more balanced scoring output. Ethan gets the big number from Tyreek Hill. He gets the W. He locks in uh, with a win and a <laughs> – with a win and a couple other losses, Ethan could actually still be in line for the bye because Ethan is our points total leader, and the 188 certainly helped him. Uh, we had two easy versus the Cupcake Queen, and here's another game where there were some big numbers put up by DJ's team. Um, Stacy takes the loss. Had a little valiant effort on Monday night uh, with that Bears game as David Montgomery and Allen Robinson had extremely big nights, but uh, she was let down by Cooper Cup, Alvin Kamara, which – I have uh, Alvin Kamara in another league, and I'm sure anybody in here that is dealing with this is super frustrated. Alvin Kamara, one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. Um, he's a, he is a true offensive weapon, not just a running back. He's a good running back. He's a good receiver. You know, you could probably have him throw the ball. Uh, he's a great offensive weapon. But with Taysom Hill playing, he does not use Alvin Kamara the way that Drew Brees does. The coaching staff, the offensive, you know, Peyton calling the plays, is not using Alvin Kamara. I mean, Latavius Murray had a great game, a big rushing game. He's definitely he's out touched him the last over the last two weeks. Uh, Kamara finished with 54 yards, one catch for minus two yards, um, and a mere 6.2 points. It's frustrating, and Stacy is obviously um, in first place still, and hopefully we'll still be able to get a bye. Um, she needs Drew Brees to be back. She needs to have a week off and hope that Drew Brees comes back when he's expected to come back because Kamara without him is just not the same. Um, Dave Montgomery, Allen Robinson, like I said, both over 25 points, uh, both over 26 points, actually. Good job by them. Montgomery, 103 rushing yards, his best game of the year by far. Uh, he has one touchdown on the year. That's that's crazy. Um, Allen Robinson, two more touchdown catches, uh, and maybe that's why Dave Montgomery only has one is because Allen Robinson has like 10. Uh, Waller was, eh, Kenyon Drake had two touchdowns, should have had a third. He was rolled down right before the half. He was 
by my eyes and by a lot of uh, internet critic eyes, they said he was in. Um, Crosby with four. The Cleveland defense, after having 20 points last week, put up a goose this week. DJ, big day out of Mahomes. Big first half out of Mahomes, 34.2 points. Uh, Diggs with an okay game. Debo Samuel, monster game. Sammy Watkins chipped in his little bit. DJ was glad to have his tandem of Chubb and Eckler back. Austin Eckler, the most touches in his career coming off a six-game, seven-game injury. I mean, just shows, you know, it's good for fantasy, and it's good as a Charger fan, I like Austin Eckler. It just shows the ineptitude of that coaching staff to throw him out there and say, hey, this game means absolutely nothing to us. Let's have you touch the ball 25 times more than you have in your entire career. Uh, Bobby Tanyan with a touchdown. Bobby Tanyan's been a great pickup. He's bounced around a couple teams. Uh, he's finally settled in. I believe I heard he's tight end four on the year. Uh, and that's, you know, you can pick him up off waivers. That's great. Mike Davis, uh, his last outing probably for DJ on the season, 10.9 points. Blankenship, his worst game of the year with only two points. And the Miami-Dade County Dolphins with a 14-point defensive outing. And finally, uh, a 50-point-plus victory. So um, Jake changed his name to Get Swifty. Uh, I forget what it was before that. Blue Freezy, which is Heath. Uh, climbed into a playoff spot. He also owes Jake a name change. Uh, both quarterbacks, the combined quarterback output in this game was under five total points. That is absolutely awful. Derek Carr fumbled the ball three MF in times, threw an interception. Cam Newton ran it for 46 yards but had two picks and only 84 passing yards. A.J. Brown was great for Heath. Brandon Cooks was fine. Antonio Brown, not fine. Antonio Gibson, monster on Thanksgiving, 36.3, three touchdowns. Naeem Hines was good. Mike Gesicki had a touchdown, which was good. Jamison Crowder, which I believe Heath sent him out to pasture this morning. I was, It was weird to me to see that name hit the waiver wire. I know he's been dealing with injuries. Darnold's not great. Uh, it, was, it was just an interesting thing. Uh, Youngway Koo has been awesome. He is on pace to be the leading scorer in the NFL. Uh, he had 21 points. He made two now, this is one 50-yarder. I was thinking he made two. Maybe that was last week he made two 50-yarders. Uh, and the Saints defense was a great 14. Heath getting the Saints defense has been uh, a big pickup. Scoring Terry McLaurin with 16 for Jake. DJ Moore with 10 before that uh, strangely gruesome-looking ankle injury. Um, but then apparently it's not as bad as they thought. He may be back in two weeks after the bye. Christian Kirk, a bad game. Hey, Bolt, thanks for joining the podcast. J.D. McKissick, I believe he went out the pasture after a bad game. Edward Zolaire, his one of his worst games of the year. Kyle Rudolph was actually solid. Deontay Johnson had eight catches for 46 yards. That's not including the 49 drops he had in that game. Uh, Jason Myers with 12, and the Pittsburgh defense had a pick six, a couple sacks for a total of 14 points. That's week 12. Um, as we roll to the standings now, to uh, which we, we already went over, but I'm going to look at what we're going to look at right now is uh, the playoff scenario. So, and this is going to be a long one. Uh, we're at the 20-minute-ish mark right now. Uh, I'm going to try to rip through this stuff fast, but to get everybody up to speed on where we're at. Stacy currently in first place. Jeff currently in second place. Barr currently in third place. They have the same record. Jeff leads Barr by 32 points. Stacy leads Barr by 120 points. So, it's doubtful that if Stacy if Stacy wins because Stacy and Jeff are playing heads up, okay. Stacy and Jeff are essentially playing heads up for the title. If Stacy wins, she's first overall regular season champ, 
number one seed in the playoffs. If Jeff wins and Barr wins, because Barr is playing against Heath, um, if Barr wins and were to outscore Jeff by whatever I said, 32 points, which isn't likely but is possible, Barr could be the regular season champion. I don't think there's any way Barr can catch Stacy based on the points. Here's the interesting one. If Barr loses, and if Stacy loses to Jeff, and Ethan wins, that would make Ethan the second place team. There's no, unfortunately, there's no way for Ethan to be first place and get that first place. Stacy and Jeff basically have that locked up. There's an outside chance that Barr, uh, with a Jeff victory and a Barr victory, could get into first place, or I'm I'm sorry, into second place, uh, even first place. Um, Ethan, as I said, with a bar loss and a Jeff loss, I guess would be his best case. Ethan leads Stacy even by over 40 points. Ethan is far and away our highest scoring team, uh, 1,839 points. Uh, I believe in the future we should have a, some kind of, uh, you know, if we ever, if we ever put more of a money emphasis on this league. I believe overall scoring champion is a, is a cool way to pay out a little bit of money. Uh, if we were to ever do like, uh, you know, if we ever got into like a transaction fee, even if we did like a predetermined, like the league fee is X, like $20, your transaction fees are, it's just five flat dollars. You can have unlimited moves, something like that, where that money would be split up that way. Anyhow, there's a chance for Ethan to get into those top two seeds. Um, really the number two seed. Um, and get a bye. Obviously, he wants that. Ethan in Rivalry Week will be taking on Brovy, uh, and Brovy would love nothing more than to spoil Ethan's, uh, you know, that opportunity for him. Then to those last two spots, we've talked about it. DJ six and six, Heath six and six, myself five and seven. Uh, we talked about the points earlier. With a victory by Heath, he's in. Okay, he gets in. He he controls his own destiny. Uh, because I'm a game back. With a victory by DJ, he's in. And like I said, those DJ has about a 30-point lead on Heath as far as points go, so that would be your fifth and sixth seeds. Um, either way, uh, they'll both be happy to get in. My path is a little more uh, rocky and rugged. Uh, for me to get in, I've got to beat DJ. Okay. The easiest way for me to get in is to beat DJ and beat him by 20 points. That would make up the difference. Uh, and if it's 20 points, I get in by like a point. Um, so if I beat DJ by 20, I lock myself in. Um, and then it would be between Heath and DJ based on if Heath wins. If I beat DJ and Heath loses and I and Heath doesn't outscore me by 11 points, I get in. There's a chance that I could win by less than 20 or less than 11 if Heath wins, and I could be on the outside looking in still. So there is there is a path for DJ and Heath to st still make the playoffs with a loss. Um, it's not likely because that amount of points is, is so in flux there, uh, but it is possible. I think the most likely scenario is that Heath controls his own destiny, so whatever happens with him happens. And DJ controls his own destiny. All he's got to do is win. If they both win, they're in. 
Um, like I said, I, I need some help from points. Um, I need to score some points if I want to uh, make sure of myself. Also, I'm looking at this, uh, the total amounts of moves. <laughs> like, I've got 38. Jake's got 45. DJ's got 51. Heath has 60 moves on the season. Uh, in contrast, uh, Evan has 15. Jeff has 18 and Stacy has 20. Those are our low people. Um, so that's, that's the odds of how we're getting in Heath and, well, no, I'm sorry. Brian, Evan, and Jake are all playing for, uh, positioning in the, uh, first round pick battle. Um, not sure. Not going to look too far into that until those four spots are solidified. Uh, Brovi has a commanding lead there in the points. Uh, Jake, with with the loss, Jake is the is last place regular season. He's he's so far behind in points. He's over a hundred points. He is over a hundred and hundred and seventy points, roughly below the ninth place team. He he's got two games worth of points less than the next team. Uh, just an unfortunate season for Jake. But hey, anything can happen, and you can end up with the first round pick. Okay, so let's go to Rivalry Week matchups, and we're going to start with what has to be the match for the week, me and DJ. And this one is – its <laughs> I don't know that I'm ever going to be more on edge than I am this Sunday and probably Monday um, as I, I – <laughs> fantasy football is like the thing. You know, people have hobbies. Some motherfuckers sell. Some people run. Good for you. I do – I like to work out. So I guess that is a hobby. Um, but I, I consume so much fantasy football content, uh, audio, you know, I, I don't necessarily watch a lot of TV. You know, I see occasionally there's fantasy stuff on TV. I read more articles than I would watch on TV. But just consumption of that stuff, um, just stuff that I really enjoy. I, I consider myself to have, you know, become a knowledgeable person beyond just like what other people's opinions are. Um, based on reading, you know, different types of charts and stuff. And uh, it's going to kill me if I lose to DJ. I know he consumes stuff. I know a lot of you guys consume different types of uh, fantasy, uh, you know, advice, media, whatever. I need this win, and I need to get into the playoffs because I can't live with myself if I don't. It's going to be a bad Christmas season around here. Um, so... For those of you who care about the well-being of my family, myself and my child and, and Stacy and the Christmas season, be pulling for me. If you want to see me melt down and have the worst Christmas of my life, then root for DJ. He got another kid this year. Like, he doesn't need this. You know, he's got bigger fish to fry. As we say, here we go. Kyler Murray versus Patrick Mahomes. Two of the better fantasy options to quarterback. Kyler Murray, two bad games in a row. Um, Patrick Mahomes to faces Denver. I guess my hope is that they get a lead early and that they run the ball. Kyler Murray's going to have to score against the Rams, but the Rams are one of the better defenses in football. Kyler Murray's going to need to use his legs to be effective, um, and that's going to help me in fantasy. But if he doesn't hit his projection again, it's it's you know I, I had the thought of maybe trying to stream this week. I'm not going to do it because I don't, I can't do that to Kyler Murray. I trust I trust in his talent too much, uh, but it was a question. Justin Jefferson against the Jaguars could be a monster game. Thielen's back, though. I do expect this to be a big Dalvin game, which obviously bodes well for me because I have Dalvin Cook as well. 
Michael Pittman, as of now, is still in my lineup at Houston. A great matchup, but he had a great matchup last week. Didn't do much with it. Uh, not sure if that's going to stick that way, but that's how I have it now. Chase Claypool Monday night. He'll be out there for me because I'm going to use that as my like uh, last-ditch effort, um, which DJ has a couple Monday under as well. We just touched on Dalvin. Chris Carson against the Giants could be a big game. I think that's my linchpin. I think I need Chris Carson to have a bang-up game uh, and hopefully carry the uh, majority of the workload. Uh, Carlos Hyde missed practice yesterday. Jonu Smith in the tight end right now. I don't know if I go that way. Uh, he's been hasn't practiced yet this week. Um, pretty solid matchup with Cleveland. But Johnny has been so touch on dependent since I acquired him, and maybe even all season at that matter. Uh, I like Hayden Hurst on the bench. Um, that was thanks, Eth, for putting him out there. I know you didn't have the best luck with him, but Hayden Hurst could be a uh, could be a big help for me. Julio Jones uh, is supposed to return to practice today, at least in a limited fashion. If Julio doesn't play, I'm fucked. Okay, so prayers up to Julio in that hamstring. Um, it would be kind of poetic justice if Julio is the reason I don't win because I, I am known as the Julio, uh, I guess like Julio's number one fan in this league as I pretty much always have him. Uh, Butker against Denver. Every time Mahomes uh, or Watson, I'm sorry, Watkins, uh, if, if DJ leaves him in, anytime one of them scores, i uh, get a little bonus point on Harrison Butker. Hopefully they get stalled out a few times and uh, Harry Butker can knock through a couple field goals. Seattle defense against the Giants. It's not Daniel Jones, so hopefully they can pick Colt McCoy off a few times, have a big day. DJ, like I said, he's got Mahomes. Uh, Diggs, Debo, Chark, his receivers. Diggs in a relatively tough matchup at San Francisco with Richard Sherman and uh, Jason Verrett, um, but Diggs will – he's going to get points. He, Diggs does not get goose eggs. Debo Samuel, same matchup against Buffalo. Uh Tredavious White, but obviously Debo showed last week that it doesn't matter if you shadow him because he catches the ball, short, shallow routes, hitches, screens, that kind of stuff. Um, so Debo is going to be effective as well, even if Tredavious White is all over him. DJ Chark against Minnesota. Minnesota uh, is already banged up in the secondary and very young to begin with. So if DJ Chark is healthy and plays, even though Mike Glennon's going to be throwing the ball, could be a good game for DJ Chark. Nick Chubb against Tennessee. Um, He'll probably hit his projection. I don't know that he has a great game, uh, but I think he's going to have a good game. I, I That game, to me, this could be a prove-it game for Tennessee that says, hey, yes, we're 8-3, and three. Cleveland's 8-3. and three. We're going to beat the shit out of them and show the rest of the AFC that we're the second or third best team in the AFC. Uh, Eckler against the Patriots. Eckler's going to get his touches. Um, I think the Chargers will remain pretty competitive in this game, but Bill Belichick and Ernie Adams, they scout you to take away what you do best you know, and they're going to give – I think if you're talking about Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler, I think Keenan Allen has a better game uh, against the tough corners, and I think they try to neutralize Eckler um, because I think he's the playmaker that, uh, you know, could be a bigger difference maker than the wide receiver. Um, Tanyan against Philly, good matchup. Uh, Philly defense has been okay, but Tanyan's been great, and Philly is for sure going to not win that game. Sammy Watkins against Denver. It is what it is. Uh, if Tyreek Hill doesn't catch three touchdowns, Sammy Watkins might get one. If Tyreek Hill catches three more touchdowns, Sammy Watkins probably not going to be a big factor in the game. Uh, Hot Rod Blankenship against Houston. I think he'll have a good game there. I do. Over eight points for sure. Uh, and then the Miami defense against Cincinnati. A great matchup. Good play by DJ. I'm projected to win by about seven points. Uh, I don't. 
I don't know what to say on that. I think it's a good matchup. I think it's an even matchup. I like I said, if Julio doesn't play, uh, you can pretty much uh, go ahead and rate my obituary because I'll be dead. Um, little pause for for a second here as I look to see where Nora has taken off to. Nora, uh, while we take a break here, Nora has um, kind of given us a scare over the last couple of weeks with her. Uh, you know, she's a diabetic. She's big fatty, um, or at least she was. She went to the vet. I've tracked her down. She's laying in the yard, probably chewing on garbage, but at least I know where she's at. She, uh, since her, uh, we found out that she was diabetic back in February-ish time, she's down like 20 pounds. So big, big fat Nora is not big and fat anymore. She's skinny Nora. She's only 106 pounds. So good for Nora. Round of applause. I know everybody cares so much. Bar, you'll be happy to hear. I know actually you're not going to listen to this, but if you did listen to this, you'll be happy to hear that Nora is, uh, has lost some weight. So. Anyhow, back to what's important, and in this rivalry, we've got Brovy against Fly Miami, bro. Uh, Ethan projected to get the victory by about 10 points. Could be a close one, though. Brovy's team, as I said, I'm glad, well, and I may not be in the playoffs. I may have to face him in the consolation bracket, and I don't, I'm not thrilled about it because his team's not bad. Watson versus Herbert, a quarterback, uh, pretty even projected matchup. Brian's got Lockett, Corey Davis, and Juju. Ethan, we know his receiving group is insane. Devontae Adams, Robert Woods, Tyreek Hill, great. Brian has the advantage in running backs, Aaron Jones and James Robinson. Uh, Ethan has Kareem Hunt and Josh Jacobs, if Josh Jacobs is healthy. Um, He has not practiced this week, uh, at least last check here. Let's take a look here. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. He did not practice yesterday, so be looking for him to practice today. Um, in the flex, oh, I'm sorry, tight end. Good matchup at tight end. Hawkinson against the Bears and Dallas Goddard against Green Bay. Uh, two guys that have come on strong. Uh, Hawkinson throughout the whole season and Goddard as of late, especially last week. Flexes, we got Tyler Boyd playing with Brandon Allen, at quarterback, and Amari Cooper playing with Andy Dalton, but at Baltimore. Um, both those good Guys could find it tough to uh, have a good fantasy day. Jason Sanders, Dan Carlson, kickers. Dan Carlson, that's an interesting play. Uh, and then the Bears defense at, at Detroit and the Chiefs defense at Denver, both great defenses. Um, I give Ethan a slight advantage, although Brian's running backs could be the uh, game changer. Philly allegedly was good against the run, but uh, you know Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde had a decent game against them last week. And Aaron Jones is a more dynamic player than probably both of them. James Robinson at Minnesota. I think if the Jaguars want to keep that game close and, you know, lower scoring, James Robinson's going to be the uh, ball dominant player on that team. But the receiving core, as well as the quarterback on Ethan's side, gives him a chance to always score a very high number. And I think he probably does that this week going into the playoffs. The Brolo matchup of Evan and Jake. How do you like me now and get Swifty? Uh, let's see. Okay, Evan has the uh, quarterback advantage with Ryan Tannehill. Jake rolling out Matty Ice um, against New Orleans. New Orleans very good against fantasy quarterbacks. I think over the last like three games, it's like 10 points to fantasy quarterbacks. Uh, of course, if you are doing that on average, they uh, they played against a practice squad wide receiver at quarterback last week, so maybe that's why. Um, in the same game, 
Ev will have Michael Thomas and Calvin Ridley, uh, as well as C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb gets the uh, Tuesday night football against Baltimore. Uh, so Ev will be in it possibly until Tuesday night. Uh, he's, I guess, Jake's wide receiving group. He's got Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, both on that early Monday night game, Pittsburgh and Washington, and then Juice Landry, who he got off waivers. Uh, good pickup, Jake. And at running back, Jake has Edwards Alaire and DeAndre Swift back from concussion. Swift comes back in a tough matchup against the Bears, but I think he'll have a good game. Carlos, uh, yeah, Carlos, hi. Clyde Edwards Hilaire uh, against Denver. Uh, I think that they probably take an early lead in that game and probably try to get CEH uh, back to his uh, to feeling good about himself, get that morale up before they go in the playoff run. Miles Sanders, Raheem Mostert in for Evan. Uh, both of them in pretty solid matchups, I think. Travis Kelsey, obviously he's going to be tight end one as he is every week. Jake going with Trey Burton against Houston. I like that play a lot. He's also got... Uh, Jonathan Taylor in his flux right now in that same matchup. I like that a lot, actually, too. Um, Ev going with Darius Slayton against Seattle. Seattle passing defense has gotten better. Seattle defense as a whole has gotten better. Uh, I probably expect that to change, and that to probably be James Conner. I think he'll probably be back um, because the game's Monday night. I think he may be able to clear the uh, COVID protocol by then, um, and Ev will probably play him if he does. Prater for Evan. Myers from Jake. Myers has the advantage there, I think, although, well, Prater's kicking outside of Chicago. I don't like that at all, actually. Give me Myers all day. Uh, Green Bay defense against Philly and the Pittsburgh defense against Washington. I think both are in good matchups. Uh, Green Bay will get some turnovers for sure. Pittsburgh probably will as well. This one right here. This, this if my matchup isn't for a playoff berth, this is the matchup of the week because we've got one versus two in a battle for basically the regular season championship. And this may be the most heated rivalry of all as Evan's team managed by Jeff takes on the cupcake queen, which is Stacy. And these two have, uh, you know, I believe if they, if they played Stacy had beat Jeff earlier in the season, um, because Stacy has four losses Two to me and two to DJ. So uh, I know if she played Jeff, which I'm assuming she did, she beat him earlier in the season. Jeff obviously looking for retribution. Uh, Stacy has Rodgers against Philly on Sunday afternoon. Jeff has Russell Wilson against the Giants on Sunday afternoon. Aaron Rodgers only projected 21 points. I think he has a good game there. Uh, obviously, Russ is always projected to have 25 points because of what he does on the ground. Uh, for Jeff, he's got Metcalf, who's been awesome. He'll get Adam Thielen back, and he'll play Sterling Shepard against Seattle. Um, Thielen and Metcalf both in prime matchups. If uh, if Darius Slay couldn't lock down DK Metcalf, James fucking Bradbury isn't going to do it either. Um, Derek Henry, good matchup against Cleveland um, in a game that will probably be a grinded-out type game. Wayne Gallman against Seattle. Uh, I think he might do slightly better than what he's projected, although, like I said, Seattle defense has been playing better. Jeff potentially getting Zach Ertz back, and he's going to plug him into his lineup. Uh, he got to use him once, then he was uh, promptly injured thereafter. Gio Bernard, who has been filling in for Joe Mixon, albeit not very good, uh, he'll get a date with Miami, who has been an interestingly good defense. Will Lutz at Atlanta, a great spot for a kicker and, and a good one to boot. And the Vegas defense against the Jets, Going to be a popular streamer this week. Um, maybe one of the top waiver pickups on the week. It's a good. Uh, it's a good matchup. 
Keenan Allen against New England, like I said, I think he'll still be fine. 19 points is uh, is a bit high if he doesn't get in the end zone, but you know his volume's there. He's going to have you know at least probably 10 targets, get eight catches. So Keenan Allen will be in the teens. Cooper Cup against Arizona. Cooper Cup needs to bounce back. He's had a couple duds here mixed in uh, after that one big game a couple weeks back. Allen Robinson against Detroit. A-Rob is going to eat against the Lions. I can promise you that. A-Rob might be her highest score. I think we could see a 30-point effort out of Allen Robinson. Uh, Alvin Kamara, hopefully going to bounce back. Obviously, you see his projection. His projections used to be in the mid-20s. Now he's down to 15, um, and that's hopeful. David Montgomery against Detroit uh, could be a good spot as well. Darren Waller against the Jets. Um, He's tight end two on the year, although he's been so up and down. Um, like Kelsey's number three in receiving yards in the league, and Darren Waller's like 400 yards behind Travis Kelsey. As of now, she's got Brandon Ayuk in the uh, flex against Buffalo. I don't hate that play, although Kenyon Drake, it would be hard to put him on the bench in my opinion, but, um, you know, she's got a a strategy and a theory. Um, We'll see if she sticks with it. Maybe she benches someone else, Cooper Cup, and leaves Ayuk in. I don't know. Uh, And then Justin Tucker against Dallas. Um, a good spot on Tuesday night. I'll have something for her to hang on to hope if she's down. She does not have a defense in. I'm assuming she probably put in for Vegas as well. Uh, so we'll see what she ends up doing at the defensive position. Um, I I think Jeff's team, he could win this week and get that playoff by. I don't think there's any way Jeff's team wins the championship uh, because of how poor Gio Bernard has been. And that was with Joe Burrow. Now with no Joe Burrow. Um, same with my T Higgins. It's really in limiting uh, the other Tyler Boyd as well, uh, limiting those options. I think if he got Joe Mixon back, Joe Mixon might be okay. It'd definitely be an upgrade over Gio Bernard, even in that kind of shitty offense. Uh, but I think Jeff's going to have a tough time. I definitely think there's some more lethal teams. Um, you know, DJ's team, if he's in, he's got a solid team right now. Uh, I believe that my team is solid right now. Excuse me. I think Stacy and Ethan have the two best teams in the league right now. Uh, and our last matchup, Blue Freezy versus Heidenzeek, a battle of two fierce, heated, and hated rivals. Um, as Heath, as like I said, is playing for his uh, playoff spot. Barr trying to lock in his seating. Uh, I mentioned there is a possibility Barr could get into those top two spots and get a buy still. Um, so. Heath is going to stream Kirk Cousins against Jacksonville. I think it's an excellent idea. Cam Newton has not been great. Uh, A.J. Brown against Cleveland, good spot. Brandon Cook's now the number one um, for Houston in a pretty decent spot with Indy. Indy's a good defense, but I think Brandon Cooks could have a good game. Alan Lazard against Philly I think would be fine too. Uh, Antonio Gibson has been stellar for Heath since he acquired him, uh, but he does face a tough Pittsburgh defense. Um, Washington needs to commit to running the football and if they do that, Gibson will be fine. Uh, but there is a little bit of worry there. Naheem Hines against Houston. Uh, I think he'll be fine. Noah Fant. Uh, he's going to have to be fine against Kansas City because there's not much better out there at the tight end position. Hollywood Brown makes his return to a roster and a starting lineup after his long touchdown. Uh, he'll play Dallas, so he's in a spot where he could have another good game. Um, but prior to last week, he hadn't had many. Uh, Young Wei Koo, again, in a good spot, as he always is, playing inside, so it doesn't matter. And then Buffalo defense against the 49ers. I think that could be fine. Um, Buffalo defense is not as usual. Um, They're not as good as they usually are, I should say. 
Um, but I think they could be funny in San Francisco. San Francisco probably not going to light up the scoreboard, uh, but they also might not turn the ball over that much. Uh, on bar side, Josh Allen in that same matchup, I think Josh Allen will be fine. Like I said, San Francisco defense coming back to life, uh, and the offense isn't going to turn the ball over, so Josh Allen is going to have to play well. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins against the Rams. He'll see Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Hopkins has been down, but you start him as a wide receiver one every week. Devontae Parker in a great matchup. As a fantasy owner, you're praying this is Fitzpatrick and not Tua. Um, but either way, I think Devontae Parker is fine. Barr also going to take the risk on Kiki QT in that indie matchup. Um, now he's pretty much went from wide receiver four or five on the team to wide receiver two. So uh, life comes at you fast, especially if you're Kiki QT. Zeke Elliott against Baltimore. Blech. James White against the Chargers. Okay, I guess, maybe. Um, Hunter Henry against the Chargers or against the Patriots. Bar's got a lot riding in that game, huh? Or I guess this matchup maybe has a lot going on in that game. No, just Bar. Actually, just James White and Hunter Henry. <laughs> um, Eric Ebron, that Monday uh, early evening game for the Steelers. Ebron's been solid. Uh, Bar, interestingly, going with the two tight end approach. Tyler Bass, a great pickup at kicker. Tyler Bass, um, phenomenal numbers as far as fantasy points. He's in like the mid one teens. So. Tyler Bass at San Francisco will be good. And then the Indy defense against Houston. Houston a little banged up weapon-wise, but I think that their defense – or their uh, they still have weapons, and I think they could give Indy some problems. Um, but we'll see. This is a low-scoring matchup projected. Uh, neither team has really great running back matchups or options. Uh, so this one will be interesting. I think this one comes down to quarterback play. And if Josh Allen has a good, a great game, uh, which is, is possible – um, Barr will win. If Kirk Cousins has a three or four touchdown game, which is possible against Jacksonville, uh, I think Heath gets the win. So it's going to be a, a long uh, Sunday and Monday uh, and Tuesday uh, since we're now playing NFL football like every day of the week. Um, it was kind of a uh, – we had the Wednesday afternoon football and nothing – I apologize there. I was cut off by a phone call as I was recording this on my phone. I got a phone call from Altoona. Uh, didn't answer it. It was probably DJ, motherfucker, ruining my day before this matchup even starts. Like, come on, man. Don't call me from a landline. I'm not going to answer it. Um, anyhow, uh, I forget exactly what I was saying before. I was so rudely interrupted. But uh, we do have a, uh, a big weekend coming up. Lots of football. Um, we're grateful that we're having it. Uh, week 13 means we got week 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. So we got five regular season weeks left of NFL. Uh, football right hopefully not six uh then we got playoffs so we've got still a solid two and a half months of nfl football to go college football getting to the point where it is starting to uh dwindle and wrap up um i believe this would normally be the weekend of like the army navy game where that's the only game on tv and then bowl season would start um you know the following week or weekend i guess net would be next saturday would start bowl season we got teams still playing up to next week. I know that TCU just locked in a game with Louisiana Tech next Saturday. Um, and then with every team being bowl eligible, we're going to be playing bowl games uh, pretty much through the end of December. I think bowl games will be a lot different where you're not going to get the, uh, the extra week or two of practice and then you go to some remote location and play. I mean, I still think those location games, uh, different venues are going to be on the table. Um, but it's going to be weird. But, uh, you know just nice to have sports. I know maybe not everybody is, uh, 
you know, uh, you guys probably watch a lot of other television. I really don't. So through the, through the spring and summer, I was in a, in a troubled spot. Um, now, you know, we're, we got three or four different sports going on now with uh, college basketball coming back. NBA is going to be coming back. Uh, hockey's probably going to be coming back. I know NBA uh, first night's the 22nd of this month and then their big day on Christmas. So um, that'll be interesting to watch, but I want to leave you with this. I, I threw it in last week. Uh, the big Gonzaga, as everybody knows, big Gonzaga fan. Uh, they finished the week up three and Oh, well, two and Oh last week, picked up a big tough victory Wednesday night against West Virginia. Uh, good basketball, but here's, here's, I'm, I'm being serious. If you like college basketball, even in the least, and you're not doing anything Saturday afternoon, one o'clock, I believe it's on CBS actually. Number one, Gonzaga, number two, Baylor. It's going to be the best college basketball game of the year. Uh, it's going to be a, it's a barn burner. They, they match up well, Gonzaga, uh, great guards. They go very deep in the front court, uh, or I'm sorry, in the back court. Um, Baylor has the best backcourt defending group in the country. Uh, it's going to be a, a tough game for Gonzaga to win. Jalen Suggs, their, their big recruit, first ever, uh, highest rated recruit ever in the Mark Few uh, coaching era and probably of all time. Uh, he was banged up last game, did come back into the game, uh, which was good to see. He's an exciting player to watch. Um, but So we'll see how he recovers, I guess, going forward against Baylor. Uh, Baylor was Gonzaga was number one in the AP poll. Baylor was number one in the coaches poll. Um, so if you have nothing going on tomorrow afternoon, there's still college football, uh, big Penn state Rutgers, you know, Penn state going to see if they can get win number two. Um, but one o'clock, I believe CBS Gonzaga, it might be ESPN. I don't know. Gonzaga Baylor, big time college basketball game, uh, more college football throughout the day. Big game tomorrow night, I believe is, uh, Alabama LSU is that tomorrow? That's gonna be a fucking shit show. Uh, and then we're going to Sunday, and we'll have fantasy football, NFL football, and it's gonna be—I don't know. You might hear from me next week. You might not. Just know that uh, you know I I consider all of you good good people, good friends, but uh, I may go into hiding for a little bit depending on how the outcome of Sunday and Monday is. Um, so I talked to everybody's ear off for way too long, especially doing a podcast by myself. Uh, but hopefully you take the time to listen to it real quick tip, uh, put it on one and a half speed or even two speed. I don't really give a shit. Um, one and a half, you'll still be able to understand what I'm saying. Two speed, it might rumble together, jumble together a little bit. So, uh, but if you put it on one and a half speed, that's what I've been doing with a lot of the stuff I listen to and you can understand it well enough, but it gets things done a little bit quicker. Um, all right, that's it. Everybody take care.